Amen. Give him praise. Happy 4th of July, everybody. What a great day for us to be together to celebrate freedom as a nation and, more importantly, freedom in our hearts. It's a wonderful time for us to be together. We're here to celebrate. We want you to know that this evening, in light of our, all of our celebration, we want everybody to have uh, the opportunity to celebrate with your family and friends. And uh, traditionally, as a church, we celebrate and go to Princeton Pike as they do the Light Up Liberty. It starts at 6 o'clock down there. Traditionally, you go as a church. But if you want to celebrate around the grill at your house, feel more than happy to do that. Have a wonderful time celebrating freedom. And uh, with that being said, we appreciate everybody coming today. It's going to be a wonderful day, a great day to be challenged and to be in the presence of the Lord. We're going to welcome each other into the house of God. We're going to welcome each other to church. Holy, 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 holy Lord. Where 
Oh, it may be raining outside, but it's wonderful in here. Turn to somebody and say, you looking as good as I've seen you look all day. (laughs) Happy 4th of July. Wonderful to see. Some of you look so wonderful. You look great. You look all red, white, and blue and patriotic. And the number one question I've gotten this morning as I've walked up and down the aisles is, where's your patriotic outfit? It's called my navy blue suit. I had to go to the cleaners. So I looked in there and I had, we've had several funerals this last week. And so I couldn't wear the black suit. The only one left was brown. So just... I'm wearing brown in honor of the Mayflower. <laughs> Amen. God bless you. Real quickly, I'd like you to be seated because I'd like to do something. If you're here today and you are someone who has served in our military, we want to take a few moments to just honor you and thank you for what you do and what you have done in your life to sacrifice and give of your time to defend our country. If you served in the military in any way all throughout your life, whether retired or current, would you please stand? Amen. 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 Wow. Amen. Thank you so much. We honor you today and we thank you. We have our freedoms because there are people like you who are willing to go and serve and defend our country. We honor you. There are still some folks who appreciate the military and appreciate their work and their hard service and their sacrifice. Amen? Amen. And I believe, I believe most of our country does. I'm not, that wasn't a derogatory statement. I genuinely believe most Americans appreciate those who defend themselves. As a matter of fact, I think we should take it a step further. I believe that we should also recognize if you are a first responder, if you're someone who is fire, if you're uh, police, if you are a sheriff, if you have worked in the medical field and you are part of a medical team, if you are somebody who is there to assist and serve our community through helping people through their tragedies and crisis, I want you to stand right now. First responders, anybody here that's part of that? You're going to be shy, I know. There you are. There you are. Thank you. Thank you for whatever capacity you serve our community in a very public way. We sure appreciate that very much. What would we do without you? It's always people that run to the fire, run to the trouble. A lot of people running out. There are some people who are gifted to run to it. And I really appreciate appreciate you today. That's what makes America so great. It's what makes America amazing. And we appreciate that today. I want you now, if you would, one more time, I'd ask you to stand with me. We have two flags here and want to do something patriotic in this service to recognize this day. Because you know what, I've just got a renewed, a renewed vision, if you will, a, a renewed heart rekindled today to just be an American who's proud of being an American. I'm thankful for my country. I don't want to, I don't like watching TV so much because a lot of times that can skew your attitude and, and mess you up. But 
Man, I am thankful this morning. I genuinely thank God and praise God, the United States of America. Amen. If you know me well, you know sometimes I joke about being from Australia, but I love Australia. It's wonderful, but there is no place like home. And I love America. Not my my blood is red, white, and blue, even though my tie is yellow. <laughs> if you would, they're going to place on the screen a pledge to our American flag. If you would do that with me right now, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. If you would turn and face with me the Christian flag, I would like us to honor our flag of redemption. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands, one brotherhood uniting all mankind in service and in love. Can you say amen? Amen. amen. We're going to go to prayer. And as we do, we're going to pray for the United States of America. We're going to pray for the state of Israel. And also, we want to pray for the needs that you have in your family or in your situations. Would you make them known with an uplifted hand? All over the congregation, people are saying, I have a need, Pastor. Please remember me. Remember our family. Got a call or a text early this morning from Liz informing me that Virgil didn't, uh, didn't do well overnight. And so they weren't able to, going to be able to attend service today. I want us to have special prayer for Virgil Amber. This is our associate pastor's husband. Virgil served on our council for over 25, 27 years. And I appreciate them so much. And we, we know he's struggling physically, and we want to pray for him today. So let's pray for all of these needs as we are praying for the state of Israel. We're praying for her blessing and strength and peace. And we pray for the United States that God will do the same. Touch us together as a country as we especially look forward to this election year and God's perfect, divine, and sovereign will. Can I hear an amen? Amen. amen. Let's pray together. Father, as we come to you on this July 4th Sunday morning, Lord, we pray that you will touch, first of all, every need represented in this house. Lord, will you tell us in your word to bring every care to you. We believe you're a miracle-working God. We see so many times your strength and your healing and your deliverance on your people. We ask this morning that you will touch every hand that was lifted up, every need, every circumstance, every situation. We just ask you to touch, Lord, according to your riches and glory. Let your work be accomplished to bring healing and deliverance, guidance and provision. We ask, Lord, for you to create jobs and, and guide people to those jobs. We ask in the name of the Lord that your work and will will be accomplished in every life. Lord, we specifically ask you to touch our dear friends, Liz and Virgil Ambergy. Will you touch them right now? God, as I know they're watching online, I pray that you will minister through the airwaves, that God, through faith and prayer, we ask you to touch them physically, touch them by your Holy Spirit. Let Virgil know a healing touch this morning. We pray it in the name of the Lord. We praise you. We thank you that you're a God who is a present help in the times of our trouble. We lift you up and honor you and by faith ask that this be done according to your riches and glory, your presence and your power and your mighty hand. Heal him, Lord. Strengthen him. Touch them and, Lord, minister comfort 
to the family. So we pray and now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we lift up to you the state of Israel. We are a church who follows the precepts of your word. Your word says pray for the peace of Jerusalem, to, to bring good, to seek the good of Israel. And that, Lord, those who seek the good of Israel will be blessed. We ask your hand to rest upon your chosen people. We ask you to protect her borders on every side, her mothers and fathers, grandmothers, and Lord, and the military and their leaders and all the directors as they have dealt with this terrorist attack this last week. We ask your protection and comfort and strength to be with them. God, we ask all of these things in the mighty name of Jesus Christ as we give you honor, we give you praise. And Lord, we'll not fail to mention the United States of America. We pray for our people. We pray for our borders. We pray for our country, Lord, as a whole. May we be more united than we've ever been. And may we truly be submitted to your work and to your will as this year unfolds. And Lord, we understand they know the seriousness of it. We ask your blessings, your strength, and your sovereign will to be accomplished in all that we plan and are a part of. We ask you to bless and touch America, favor her, protect her, and keep her. We ask all of these things in the mighty name of Jesus as we are so thankful for our freedoms, thankful for our liberty, and give you honor for our birthday today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you, and you may be seated. Amen. Our ushers are coming to serve you. As they do, I want to thank you. I want to give you a little bit of an update on where we are. As you see, there's a big black tarp standing between us and about 26,310 square feet. It's been coming together beautifully, and they're working almost double time to bring this building project to a close. It's exciting, and at the same time, you know, unnerving as we look at the finality of it all and they'll be they're talking to me now about transferring things such as water and electric and that kind of thing and so we're going oh my gosh this is really happening and we're excited as teams of people are working together the ministry teams in those areas are all working together to bring what we call an ffne list which is a furniture fixtures and equipment list how many of you know it'll take a lot of chairs and tables and a lot of things to make that building be useful like we want it to be? What we're going to be working on and doing is providing you with a list of the things that we're going to be purchasing and the things we need to purchase. It won't happen all at once. I figure it's going to take us a little while to get everything we need. But we're going to start where we are and work our way towards uh, getting everything together. That list will be provided in you, for you in the bulletin. It'll be kind of our campaign for, for moving forward and helping us to obtain the things we need. We're going to put that list out there for you. If you decide you want to get like one or all of the items on the list. <laughs> then all you need to do is just let us know. And we would appreciate that very much. We'll try to keep an order on that. So if you see something on the list you want, call the office. Let them know to scratch that one off the list because you're going to help us get that. And we'll just keep moving forward until we are full and ready to go. It's exciting. It's a wonderful time. A lot of folks looking at pictures and, and, and making comments from all, literally all around the world. And they're excited for Stratford Heights. I didn't realize how many people know what we're doing here. I get calls from Alabama and Tennessee and Michigan of pastors and folks that are excited about what's happening here. And it blows me away that people are keeping up with us. And a lot of folks want to know about when the dedication is going to be. Well, they're telling us that we're going to be moving. They're going to give us the building. 
probably somewhere around August 1st. When they give us the building, then we're going to have to start the process of moving in. So we're looking at probably the whole month of August on moving in. And then September, we'll be looking to uh, maybe a, a few events and start getting it organized to where we can open it and use it. Uh, we'll be having a big day where, we'll be do, where we do a big tour and everybody's allowed to walk through there. And right now it's still construction. We can take guided tours with a pastor, but um, very little. And, and it's still a construction site. So we don't, well, we don't really encourage anyone to go beyond that, that veil until, uh, until it's safe. But we're excited and, and we're, we want you to see what's happening there. We're going to take tours. We're going to show you what's happening. And I'm so thrilled that the Lord has been really giving us great vision and ideas. I love ideas. And we've been brainstorming about all the things we're going to be doing over there and how it's going to change ministry to be more effective and bring more connection and more ministry uh, influence and impact to our, our ages. I mean, from literally the nursery all the way up to college, there's going to be some intensified ministry there. And then there's going to be beautiful connection and place for all the adults in our church as well. It's, there's something over there for everyone. And um, it's, just, it's coming together very quickly and very fast. So we're excited. And with that comes a thank you. Because many of you have been very faithful to give in our building project and to give, you know, even through the regular means of paying your tithe to the church uh, as God teaches all of us and we all do in obedience to him and his word. Thank you. Thank you for the gifts. Thank you for being a supporter. Thank you for being a part of this local body and doing your part. As we all, as we all come together and work together and we support together, then there's nothing that can, that can be withheld from us. God has blessed and favored everything. And we sense and feel his hand on all of it. And I'm so excited about that. So I appreciate you. Perhaps you're new to our church. Perhaps you've come within the last year or two years even since we started a campaign. We had a campaign where we tried to raise as much money as we possibly could. And many folks made pledges and they paid them over a three-year period. Some of them are coming down to the end of their pledges. Some have continued to, to give their pledge even though they've reached their, their uh, pledge, their promise. We appreciate that. But we also know that some of you didn't have that opportunity. So we're going to be speaking to you about that and giving you an opportunity to be a part. It's all about just as the Lord has blessed you, you being able to bless others. And we want everyone to feel that they are a part. And that when it's all said and done, you know, you've heard the old adage, and it's so true. Not equal giving, but equal sacrifice. And as everybody gives something, then all of it comes together beautifully. And God is helping us to do that. So thank you. Thank you for your gifts. Thank you for your faithfulness to pay your tithe. That is something we all do out of our obedience to God and his word. And I'm so thankful for those. How many of you would testify this morning and you'd say, Pastor, I am a tithe payer and I do that because God has made that so real to my life and I believe God's word on paying tithe. Amen. That's your testimony. That's your testimony. That's God working in your life. It's a, it's a promise from his word that as you give, he will give. How many of you have known him to come through supernaturally since you've been a giver? I have. I have. I've seen him do miraculous things. I'll never forget the time that I, I, I was told to give $600 to a need. And I was like, I don't have $600. That's, that's unbelievable. I can't do that. And I want you to know within two weeks, the Lord gave that every dollar right back to me. Exactly 
when I needed to pay a bill. And I was blown away. That's happened in my life over and over and over again. I believe in the principles of God's word and I believe what he says about it. I'm not saying that because I'm a pastor. I'm not saying that because I'm a preacher. I'm saying that because I'm a Christian. And I have learned in my life. I've been paying my tithe and giving an offering since I was a teenager. And I have learned that it's true that God always comes through for his people. Trust him. Trust him. Watch what he does. God will come through for you. Let's pray. Father, as we come to you, we thank you. We thank you for the crossroads our church is at, the history of this great church. We thank you for 100 years, and at the 100-year mark, Lord, where we're still thriving, we're still growing, and new families are still coming. We thank you for this. This is nothing less than the hand of God. As you rested upon the, the original group, that little group over on Auburn Street, God, I believe that you have your hand on Stratford Heights today. And I'm believing that, God, until you come and the trumpet sounds, that we're going to be working hard and diligently for the kingdom of God. Bless your people. Challenge your people as we move forward to do above and beyond the greatest things that we can possibly do for you and for your work. We thank you for the privilege of being a church that has stood through the depressions and the wars and the seasons and times of of these many generations. I thank you for that. Now bless us today as we continue the work that you've called us to do and provide, Lord, and meet every need. So we pray it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ forever. Amen.
Before, before you move on, Hallelujah. I want us to just take a few. I want you to get ready to sing that chorus again. I just feel constrained in my spirit. We need to worship God. We need to thank Him. We need to honor Him. We need to not let this time, this opportunity go by. I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, we're singing, great are you, Lord. Do you know all over the world they're using his name as curse words? They're using his name in profanity. And the whole world is cursing God. They're crying out to other gods and making them the kingpins of the earth. And the cultures are rising up. I want to hear somebody call out our God's name. I want to lift up the name of Jesus this morning. Oh, your great Lord. Great Lord.
but we will worship you, Almighty God. Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah, our banner of love and the name of Jesus Christ, Son of the living God. We lift you up and honor you in this house. Hallelujah. your hands all over this house if you feel comfortable and just lift up praise and adoration to the Lord could he could we just is there some folks that wouldn't mind to use their vocal cords is there anybody that wouldn't mind to call out their praise to God in the name of Jesus Lord we love you this morning we honor you with our lips we honor you God with our hearts we thank you Lord we lift up holy hands to you oh glory 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 to God Honoring grace and wisdom and power and strength is yours this morning. Beautiful. What a beautiful fragrance before the throne of God. Hallelujah. 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 Continue to worship the Lord.
His truth is marching on. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, it feels good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. If you would stand with me, you know, those who aren't, for the reading of God's word as we look to Genesis chapter 50. We're going to read this and you're going to be, you're going to say, what in the world? How does that apply to July 4th and freedom and liberty? Well, if you'll hang on for a few minutes, you might find out how or why. As I've been preparing and getting ready for this service, I have a little bit, there we go. I wanted to go the direction of just, you know, liberty and freedom. And I thought, sought through those scriptures and put them all together and kind of came on. I came with two messages today, so if you want to stay till three, we'll get both of them done. But I kept coming back to something. The Lord kept redirecting me to something. I knew, I knew that I was going to preach on freedom. I knew that I, I had that. I felt that in my heart, and I, that's what I was pursuing. Yet I was like, well, freedom in light of July 4th. And the Lord kept taking me back to the Old Testament. And he let me know the connection what real, I called this message true freedom, true freedom. I want us to look at the word of God. Genesis chapter 50 and verse 15. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, perhaps Joseph will hate us and may actually repay us for all the evil which we did to him. So they sent messengers to Joseph saying, before your father died, he commanded saying, thus you shall say to Joseph, I beg you, please forgive the trespass of your brothers and their sin, for they did evil to you. Now, please forgive the trespass of the servants of the God of your father. And Joseph wept when they spoke to him. Then his brothers also went and fell down before his face. And they said, Behold, we are your servants. Joseph said to them, Don't be afraid. 
for am I in the place of God? But as for you, yeah, you meant evil against me. But God meant it for good. In order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people alive. Now, therefore, do not be afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. Wow. I mean, if you know the story, I mean, are you kidding me? They were jealous of him. You know the story. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. It's in Genesis chapter 50 there. You can go back and read it for yourself. Literally, his brothers were jealous of him, took him, threw him in a pit to die, and then got another bright idea. Some slave traders came along and decided to traffic him, put him in the slave trade, sold him as a slave. Their brother took the coat of many colors that had been made for him by Jacob, his father, who loved, loved Joseph because he was special. He was one of two sons from his wife, Rachel, who he loved. Leah was the mother of all the other brothers, and he loved them. But man, Joseph was his special boy. And Joseph, the report came back to him that he was dead. So jo Jacob grieved over his son and carried that with him for 20-some years while these brothers went on to live a guilt-ridden life, trying to make ends meet, things be good, 20-some years of carrying around the shame and the conviction of what they had done. But Joseph went from there to favor, to prison, was in prison forever, thought he was forgotten, and then found favor and ended up in the palace of Pharaoh as prime minister over Egypt and was now the ruler. Time had gotten better for him and the story had shown great favor and God came through for Joseph. And then the long story short, a famine hit and Joseph's brothers had no food and father sent them to beg for food and they were looking in a time of famine for the food and they ended up in the palace in front of the prime minister having no idea who he was. But the story goes on to let us know Joseph showed them kindness. And in a long story, a little drama with a silver cup hidden in a bag, Joseph was able to reveal to them who he was. And the Bible shows a beautiful picture of him because it talks about how broken he was, how humble he was, how kind he was, in spite of all they had done to him. Unbelievable. We hear about that kind of mercy and that kind of love. But I want to make a connection today with the message. True freedom. True freedom. Because I keep coming back, Albert, to this picture. This is freedom. I'm talking about a different kind of freedom than just fireworks in a song. 
I'm talking about a different kind of freedom than just a declaration of independence or a bill of rights. As precious and as awesome, as treasured as they are to us. I'm talking about a freedom that goes much deeper. And that's what I want to get at today. That's what I feel led to share with you in just a few moments. I want us to be true Americans, true in our freedom. Father, we ask your blessings upon your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. True freedom. True freedom. Greater than a constitution, greater than, as I mentioned, a bill of rights. Freedom. I mean, you can free a man from slavery. You can free a, a woman or a man from prison. You can free people from rules. You can free them from all restraints. You can free them from many things. But a man or a woman is not truly free <coughs> until they are free in their heart. And that's the message. And that's the message for today. We celebrate America's birthday, and it's amazing. But I have been... Con my heart has been heavy with, Lord, what do we do if America doesn't go the road that it's gone? I mean, we're sitting at a crossroads in America. We're sitting at a time when things that we have held as solid foundational uh, principles are now in question and, and are being changed minute by minute. Am I right? It's, it's a time when, and I'm not going to be, I'm not going to get on a political soapbox this morning we haven't got time for that. What's important is that we discuss and we talk about true and real freedom. Because I want to be free. I want to be someone who is free on the inside no matter what's happening on the outside. I want to live my life in honor of the one who's given me freedom. Who has given me a change of mind and life. One that's not natural but supernatural. I want to live out promises of God's word in my life. Now, I'm as American as anybody else. I'm looking forward to fireworks if it don't rain. I'm looking forward to, to celebrations. I love the red, white, and blue in spite of the way I look today. I love, you know, the, the celebrations. I love America's birthday. I love, as, you, as I've preached to you before, I've stood in Philadelphia and, and been right there in the hall where the Declaration of Independence was signed. I've seen all these things that have taken place and, and I've loved history and loved looking at it, touching it, feeling it. It's amazing the things that you can see and you can be a part of as you look at our history. I'm a, I wrote this down, I'm a Yankee doodle dandy through and through. But this morning I'm constrained that man's idea of freedom changes with the wind that there's a foundation, a true freedom that is much deeper than that. That no matter what tyranny has, has, has come or no matter what tragedies have befallen them, governments, laws, preferences, political correctness cannot touch the freedom that I want to share with you this morning. It's a freedom that comes from the inside out, not from the outside in. The world is very, very selfish in its attempts now to define freedom. They're all over the place trying to define freedom. I, I'm scratching my head because I'm finding that the deeper and the more individual and selfish we are making our freedoms in America, it's doing more to divide us and bring chaos and tension and frustration than there ever has in the history of our country. We're more divided now than we have ever been because of things that I believe are, are taking away our real freedom, true freedom.
I believe in our principles. I believe in our foundations, but I believe in them as they were given to us in the very beginning, 240 years ago. Or can I say this, over 2,000 years ago. Listen to what the word says in John chapter 8 and verse 30. As Jesus spoke these words, many believed him. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The truth shall make you free. Free freedom. Freedom. Real freedom. The kind of freedom that sets you free to forgive and to give to others. I look at the picture of Joseph in the scripture and I'm like, that man was free. That man was truly free. He didn't harbor bitterness and unforgiveness and hate. He didn't have vengeance in his heart and mind. He wasn't angry. He wasn't any of those things. This guy, the Bible talks about how he stood behind the wall as his brothers were talking. And he was trying to control his own emotions. He wanted so much to reveal to them who he was. And he ended up finding a way to do that. But he was so overwhelmed by his own emotions at just the love he felt for his brothers in spite of what they had done to him, in spite of what had happened in his life and all of the tragedies that had befallen him, he still had this heart that I want. I I pray, I've already prayed a prayer in my own life that said, God, give me the heart like Joseph. Give me a heart like his, one that has true freedom. You know how blessed we are in America? I mean, really, genuinely, do you know how blessed you are? It doesn't matter really what part of the town or the, the city that you live in. We're blessed. When I wake up and, and I read the newspaper or look at news articles or look at the television and I see that some people are born in caves and they're born in all kinds of climate and cultural situations that are absolutely just horrifying for us as Americans to think about. When I think about these third world countries, when I remember back to walking through a gypsy camp in Romania where I walked through a thousand people living in this little few acres of land and they had built their little huts and their little houses out of pieces of tin and rubber tires and and they kept sweeping the dirt floors. I looked at each one of those places and I thought, God, I'm so blessed. Thank you for the blessings that we've experienced In some of our very worst situations, we're still blessed. And I know that doesn't doesn't discount the fact that there's tragedy and there's there's poverty and there's all kinds of things in in America we need to fix. But overall, we are a blessed people. Can I get an amen? We're blessed. You weren't born to some false cultic religion, some false god. You weren't born to have to pray and work your way all the way from a false religion all the way into the Pentecostal faith you're in this morning. You didn't have to do that. You didn't have to trudge through wars and all kinds of trouble to get to where you are. Thank God for the night you received the Lord. Thank God for the song Amazing Grace that stuck and ministered to your heart and gave you the preached message that brought you to an understanding of Christ. Thank God for all of that. But let's not take it for granted. There is a freedom that comes on the inside of us that we need to cherish and hold fast because the world is crumbling all around us. There's trouble on every side. But you and I have a freedom that will cause us to stand in the midst of every storm, every trial, and no matter what happens in our culture. Our culture is changing. Our culture is changing. 
Some would argue, and I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to get on a soapbox. I'm sure there's good, bad, and ugly in all of it. But what's important is that we don't forget the heart of Joseph. That we don't forget where we've come from. We don't forget the blessings that come in our heart and mind. We don't forget who we are. I'm afraid this morning, as I mentioned, the, some of the things that we're fighting for out there now are, are so selfish. In the beginning, they said all men are created equal. It's in the founding documents of our country. All men are created equal. Now it's every man for himself. And it's a scary time. If we didn't have freedom. But we have freedom. We have liberty. We have hearts that are filled with promise. It doesn't matter who has come against us. It, it doesn't matter what has formed an attack against our family. This is still the foundational truth of our freedom. And this you can stand on. No matter who you are, no matter what background you come from, no matter what country you're from, no matter what race you are, no matter what cultural background you have, or what poverty or, or rich background you come from, it all is the same. This is a foundation for true freedom. True freedom that reigns in our hearts today because we know the one who sets us free. If you know the Son, if the Son indeed sets you free, you are free. Instead, though, now we're fighting to preserve and to protect a freedom from the outside. And we're ignoring the freedom on the inside. We've been given a lot that we need to not take for granted. Freedom has become a mental pursuit in our country instead of a heart pursuit. But I want to show you this true freedom in the heart and mind of Joseph. A freedom that will stand through every, every trial. And I can see that same freedom in the heart of Paul and Silas in the dungeon as they stood there and sang songs of praise. As we sang this morning, I sensed and felt that worship welling up in my own heart in thankfulness for what God has done and where he's brought us from. I can look back over my life at the different times that that true freedom in my life has spoken to my situations and given me strength to step up and the courage to keep going until I found myself on the victory side of every trial. Sister Wood, no matter what it is, no matter what I face, medical, physical, spiritual, oppressive enemies coming at me from every angle, it doesn't matter if I'm living out Psalm 91 in the end of it all, he will come through for me because I have made him my freedom. I have made him my freedom. When Jesus said, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free, they answered him, they said, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been in bondage to anyone. How can you say you will be made free? Jesus looked in their faces like he looks in our faces today. And he says, oh, I know you've got your rights. I know you've got your constitution. You've got your bill of rights. I mean, you're not in slavery to anybody. You're not, you're not in bondage to anybody. You're, you don't have to bow to anybody. But Jesus looked at him and said, most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave to sin. And a slave does not abide in the house forever. He goes on and he says something really important here. He says, but a son does. A son does. A son abides forever. 
Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you should be free indeed. True freedom. True freedom. I want to remind you of where we are today. I want to remind you to lift your head up, square your shoulders back, and recognize and realize. I mean, I still believe it. Can I just say this? Is it all right to say? I still believe that we're living in the greatest country on the face of the earth. I believe America is blessed. I believe in who we are. I'm thankful for America. I'm thankful that I was able to get up this morning, put my suit on, and I was able to get in the car and come to the house of God and sit through two services and didn't have anybody poking me on the back trying to get me out or trying to arrest me. I'm so thankful I could come to two worship services this morning and I can lift up my hands, I can shout and dance and sing all I want to, or I can, I can just be here, whatever. I'm th so thrilled that I can do that. Um, I don't take that for granted this morning. Let's just start at the very basics. I'm thankful that I'm in a good Christian church this morning. I'm thankful that I'm able to worship freely. I'm thankful that I can go home today and have my Bible out on the front deck and I can literally read it out in public in front of everybody. I mean, do we realize how we are blessed this morning? God has touched our lives and given us such advantage. And that's why it's our responsibility not to get angry and not to get beside ourselves and get bitter and get, get resentful as we watch all this, the shenanigans going on out in the political world. Man, we need to keep our focus on the real thing. We need to not listen and get caught up in all that stuff. We need to just keep coming back to the same thing Daniel did, opening up those windows and looking towards Jerusalem and keeping our heart and mind centered on prayer towards the God that will deliver you out of the fire and out of the waters that flood you, the waters anywhere and everywhere the enemy or this world would try to drown you or suffocate you or strangle the life of God out of you there is a God on the throne who comes to your rescue and that is freedom that's true freedom that's the kind of freedom that will take you all the way through this life that's the freedom that will get you from A to Z and get you to glory. It's the one, man, we celebrated with several families as, as the, their loved ones have gone on to be with the Lord. You know, I find as I'm getting older and as I'm experiencing more of the people I love who go on to glory, I'm getting a little jealous. I said this the other day in one of our services. I, I said, man, I'm a little jealous because it's, it's unbelievable the way they have already come through. Like, like Paul, they've said, I fought a good fight. I finished my race, and I kept the faith. I'm telling you, keep the faith. That's your freedom. Finish the race. That's your freedom. Don't give up the fight now. Let's keep fighting until we get there. And in the meantime, grab a hold of somebody right beside you. Don't listen to them. Don't let them divide us anymore. No matter where you're from, no matter what country you're from, no matter what race you are, no matter where your conditioning in life has brought you from, it doesn't matter. You're my brother. You're my sister. Together, we are going to glory together. Let's lock arms and go there in the name of Jesus Christ. Get in there as good as we can. Free, free, free. No enemy coming against us in any of the lies or deception. Free, true freedom. Freedom to lock arms with you and to take hold. Uh, it's unbelievable how free you are when you've come to know Christ. I looked, I was in Romania several years ago, and, and I was sitting, uh, we had been to a church, and I preached at this church and, and as we were leaving, we went to lunch, and I was sitting across from a pastor there. And he, he was talking to me. He wanted to sit by, by me and ask me questions. And one of the questions he came right out with was, he says, what's it like serving God in America? And I said, 
good. When we go to church, we sing hymns, we praise God. Awesome. Every Sunday. I said, what's the revival like there? He said, oh, I, I've imagined I've never been to America. I want to go to America so bad. He said, well, what's the revival like there? I was like, good. He proceeded to tell me how through communism that they had, and this was personal, and this was not me reading a story. This was him talking to me face to face. He said, we always had to meet at 3 o'clock in the morning. He said, but we'd be packed. He said, everybody was quiet. He said, we would meet with candles in a basement, and we would go house to house. And he said, sometimes I would go to four or five houses in the night where they were waiting quietly. And I would come in and I would read the Bible. And I would say a few words. He couldn't sing. Oh, I would love to go to a church where you could just sing. He said, we weren't allowed to sing. They will hear you. And I was like, really? It's like, what's it like to be in the revival in America? And I'm like, by the end of that conversation, I'm in tears. And I'm like, God, forgive me. Forgive me. He had been, thankfully, the communistic rule had, had left there and, and he was a pastor of a church in Romania, and it had been, they were free to worship, and while it was still very conservative and very restrictive, and they hadn't known many freedoms, so they didn't, they didn't know what he lived for was to come here. He said, one day I will come to Stratford Heights. I said, that would be awesome. But what I prayed for, Jim, was that 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 revival he's talking about, that somehow I'd be able to pour some of this into you before he ever got here. Because sometimes I think we take our freedoms for granted. Sometimes we don't realize how beautiful it is that you can come to church. I mean, we tend to sometimes focus on, well, who's singing today? Well, who's preaching today? Well, who's there today? Where is everybody? Well, we focus sometimes on so many other things. I can't believe what they did to that floor out there in the lobby. <laughs> I'm looking for a new church. One's got carpet. We put so much, we fill our freedoms with so much. In light of a three o'clock in the morning service in the basement with a candle and no songs, I'd say we got it pretty good. 
Great are you, Lord. It's your breath in my lungs. Every heartbeat of my body, every heartbeat, every breath I take. I'm so thankful this morning, and I'm thankful that I live in the land of the free. I'm thankful for the Mayflower Compact. I'm thankful for Christopher Columbus as he testified. If you've ever read his writings, he said, I feel like my steps are ordered of God and I'm going to help bring about the ministry of Jesus Christ and the faith of Christ to the earth. You didn't know that. They're not going to tell you that. They're not telling you that. Did you know what the, the Mayflower Compact said? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Where do I got it here? Mayflower Compact says this. The pilgrims landed at Plymouth Rock in 1620. And this is what their document says. For the glory of God and the advancement of the Christian faith and honor of our king and country. Wow. I'm so thankful for the Mayflower. Especially, you know, I just found out this morning. You don't even know how important it is that you go to this church. Lenny and Cindy Robinson... Lenny was telling me how Reverend John Robinson was one of the famous folks that literally brought people over on the Mayflower and was there at, at the Mayflower when they were doing all that 1620 stuff in Plymouth. It was, he goes to our church, right? You're sitting inside the Mayflower Church of God. How precious to have that kind of history in their family and how amazing for us today to understand where we've come from and the battles that have been fought. You know why I want us to be so careful when we're praying for a country? Why I want us to be so careful as Christians not to get lax and careless with our faith and who we are in Christ? You know why I don't want us to lose sight of what we're living in and how important this is? Because there have been blood, sweat, and tears all along the way in sacrifice after sacrifice, white crosses in cemeteries by the thousands upon thousands of people who have been there on the front line defending this freedom that we're all protesting and that we're all fighting over. I'm here to tell you this morning, there is a true freedom that unites us and that comes not through the Bill of Rights and the declarations, it comes through the Word of God and the power of God in our hearts, the very founding principles of our country, the founding principles of our country, you say, oh, I don't know about all that. Well, here's what the Declaration of Independence says. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And it goes on to say, and for the support of this declaration, and for the foundation of this declaration, the support of this declaration with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. The very documents that we celebrate today were all part of founding Christian principles. When someone tells you this country wasn't Christian, isn't Christian, isn't founded on those principles, don't you believe a word of it. This country was founded on Christian principles, and it is those Christian principles that have kept us through wars and through bad choices and bad history, some things that have happened that should have never happened. 
at the end of it all, God has still blessed and kept America moving forward and kept us learning our lessons and coming back to the table to grow from every experience. God's word is our freedom. God's experience in us is our freedom. It's important that we understand what's needed of us today. And, and in closing this morning, as you come and help me, Gary, I want us to get a message across because I want us to enjoy where we are and, and what's happening today. I want to enjoy the, the, the liberation and the July 4th and the fireworks. And, and I, I, I don't want this to be a message that, that causes us to be kind of beaten up or down. I want it to be a message that challenges us to remember who we are and where we've come from. And, and, and not look to all the dividing issues that are tearing our fabric apart right now. But I want us to reunite with one another and with our principles of Christianity and faith. And I want us to fight that good fight, not giving up, but finishing the race in front of us. There's a whole bunch of challenges out there right now to give up and throw in the towel and just say, take it, take our country, just do what you want with it. But I think we need to stand firm and say, no, sir, no, ma'am, we are not going to give up this red, white, and blue country that has stood for freedom all through every generation. We're going to fight for it because if we do, the promise that God, who is still on the throne, is going to come through. And I believe he's going to come through for America yet one more time. I'm believing that the power of God is still present to touch and to heal and to deliver. And as long as there is a granny or a grandpa or a mother or a father or a young man or young lady that is willing to bend the knee to heaven, I'm believing God's got an army of angels ready to fight on our behalf. Don't you give up on America just yet. Don't you, don't you throw in the towel and don't you walk away from it. We've still got a lot of work to do. We've still got a lot of things we got to get right. There's still a lot of prejudice. There's still a lot of junk out there. It's time for us to pray that through too. It's time for us to get together, unite together in a wonderful freedom to say, God, we are going to search you out. And you say, well, what proof have you got for that? Listen to what the Word of God says. How many of you know the Word of God is inerrant, infallible, and the perfect God-breathed, inspired Word? If my people... who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. Do you want him to hear? Do you want him to hear? Do you want to be free? Do you want to be free? If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Hallelujah. Now, he goes on, my eyes will be opened and my ears attentive to the prayer made in this place. For now I have chosen and sanctified this house that my name may be there forever and my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. Let me tell you something. Somebody said to me the other day, they said, well, you know what about prophecy? You know, I mean, America's not in the end time, so America's gonna be... 
Now, I don't know how all that works. Here's what I do know. I'm a child of God. My steps are ordered of the Lord. He is my present help in the time of trouble. He has promised hope, a future, and good health and good wealth for me as I live out His will in my life. He promised to be there for me. He said He'd never leave me nor forsake me. Let me tell you something. As long as I'm here, America ain't blowing up to smithereens. I'm believing that we may not have a lot to say in that last time, but there may be a lot there that we're all coming together and trying to figure out. But let me tell you what I do know. I do know that God is not going to forsake his children. He's always going to have a people, and he is always going to be working. And I'm believing the power of God is going to take us all the way to a trumpet sound. And I'm going to be standing ready for the angels of God to come and take me out of here. How many are going? How many are going? America's blessed this morning. We're still free. We're still part of God's plan. And I'm believing that God is going to see us all the way through. If they do, let's just pretend for a minute they blow the United States off the map. If they do... It's going to be the greatest miracle you ever saw in your life as I'm standing there right in the middle of all that smoke going, <laughs> I should never stick my tongue out again, ever. I apologize to those watching online. God bless you. God's going to take care of you. Don't worry. Don't be afraid. Joseph looked at his brothers. He said, man, don't be afraid. I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to provide for your little ones. I'm going to take care of you. But wait a minute. We failed. Yeah. He knew that. He said, you meant evil against me. Yes, you did. He said, but God has meant it for good. God's working out good in your life. God's working out good in your life. He takes all the things that have gone wrong. He takes all the things that make you even feel guilty. Maybe you have outright failed God miserably. Stand with me, everyone. Maybe you failed God miserably. God's still working for you. God loves you as much in this moment as he's ever loved you. Hear me. Somebody don't believe that this morning. I felt that come right back at me. I'm telling you, you listen to me. I'm telling you the truth. God loves you now as much as he's ever loved you in all of your life. He didn't love you one ounce better when he placed you in your mama's lap in the hospital. He loves you right now. He loves you unconditionally. He loves you so much. He's looking down on this service right now, and he's saying, would you just get it? Would you just be free? I want to make you free. I want to set you free from your guilt. I want to set you free from your convictions, you know, the conviction of sin. I want to set you free from all the bitterness and unforgiveness and all the things that have buried your life. I want to set you free. I want you to fly high. I want you to be living out the plan that he has. God has got this for you right here, right now, today. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Just for a moment. The Holy Spirit is here. And the Holy Spirit is speaking to your heart. You need things right on this liberation day. You need things right. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. He brings conviction to our hearts. You feel the guilt. You feel the weight. You feel the work of God in your life. 
The Lord wants to take that guilt away from you, wants to renew in you a right heart and mind, wants you to give you, wants to give you the kind of freedom and the kind of heart like Joseph had, who looked into his brothers' faces. Total forgiveness, love. God wants to change your life and give you supernatural ability to love others and to be free. It doesn't come from the world, doesn't come from the elections, doesn't come from all those places. It comes from God in heaven. And it comes to you right here today. Are you here? And you'd say, Pastor, I want to pray. I want to get things right. I want today's July 4th to be my Independence Day. I want to be free from all the junk in my life and all the evil that has tried to destroy my life. I want to turn my attention and focus back to where I've come from. God, I want to give my life to Jesus. Are you here today? And you just lift up your hand right where you are, and we're going to pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. Is there anyone else? Thank you for these that have lifted their hands. Is there anyone else? I want to pray. God bless you, sir. I need to be free. I want things right with God today. I don't want to leave here without it. I don't want, I don't want to leave this house. I, don't, I want to be right with the Lord. Thank you for these that have lifted their hand. Is there, I'm just waiting. Is there anyone else? One more. God bless you. All right. God bless you, man. Awesome. Let's get things right. Get things right. So many that have lifted their hands. Perhaps you're here today and you need a renewal. You need to rekindle that love and remember where you've come from. Remember the freedom that's inside your heart and be thankful for where you are. Thankful for how you're free to worship, but yet you've not taken advantage of it. Maybe today you need a rekindling of the love and fire of God in you. We're going to pray right now. And as we pray, I'd ask you to pray with us. Pray strength and grace in your own heart and life. But let's pray for these that want to accept Christ. Then we're going to pray for the church. Let's pray this together. Would you, If you lifted your hand to receive Christ, this prayer is not a magic formula, but it is a, is a way of escorting you right into the presence of God. And if you mean it with all your heart, that's the one requirement. It's got to come from your heart, and then it comes from your mouth. And when you do those two together, the Bible says you're saved. So let's pray together. Church, help us. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I want to be ready. I want to be free. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I believe you're the son of God. You rose from the dead. You purchased my salvation. I believe that in my heart. Confess it with my mouth. So according to your word, I'm born again. I'm saved. Help me. Be the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. And now, Lord, we all come before you. We live in a mixed-up time. Lord, they're fighting on every corner. There's so much unrest, so much stress. Men's hearts truly are failing them for fear. It's perilous times. It's the last days. And God, we believe that we're protected. We believe that those who have faith, that we can rest in your care. I pray that you will touch the church with renewed fire and intense faith. 
that we'll not give up our fight, that we'll not, we'll not stop running this race, that we will keep the faith. I pray, God, that you will touch and minister to the church to be more alive and more on fire than they've ever been, more united than we've ever been. God, while the world is trying to divide us, I pray that we'll lock arms with one another, brothers and sisters together of every kind of cultural background. God, all of us together loving one another and building up the kingdom of God for such is the kingdom. All people, all tribes, all nations, all race, all culture. God, we ask you to unite us as never before to be a part of your kingdom work in these last days. Unite us with a sense of unity and peace. Touch us to live out the promises of God and to see them real in our hearts and lives and to trust the true freedom of Christ that is ours, that no one can take from us. They can't vote it out and they can't remove it. Thank you for freedom, true freedom. And we ask it all in the mighty name of Jesus, empowered for your service. And everyone together said amen. 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 God bless you today. Turn to five, six, seven people, hug them, congratulate them, wish them a beautiful holiday, and God bless you as we'll see you this week.